good in the good. Did you see the memo about this? Yeah. It's good. It's good. I'll go ahead and make sure you get another copy of that memo. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Good and the Good. I'm Ray, joined by my co-host, Amy. What's up? Who, uh, as you can hear, is having a little voice issues right now, but that's all right. We'll power through. It's The Good and the Good, and we focus on the good. But today, we are joined by a special uh, DJ duo. Is that an accurate, fair term? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cedar and Liz, a duo better known as Course Control. Hello. Yeah. DJ producer duo. Yep. Yep. Studio owners do it all. Stuck with me every day. <laughs> Ray told me you guys recently got engaged too. Yeah. We did at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Committing to everything now. Work life, personal life. <laughs> mm-hmm. All in, as they say. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but babe, since your voice is not doing great right now, let's let's start with you and go. Oh, there. what's my good? Yeah, what's mm. your good? Oh, so Ray and I have a kid. We have two kids. And last week, Norris and I traveled to go to this hot air balloon festival. And um, I used to work TSA. So I'm very gracious about how long it takes to go through security, right? And they had the dogs out, they had this whole thing, and he's doing great. While this other passenger in front of us, this old lady, she was losing her shit. Like straight up like, what the fuck? Why is it taking so long? Like hella angry. You're in a line, calm down. (laughs) Yeah, like in front of, like Norris is just watching her her bag gets thrown into extra security mm-hmm. and ours did behind her. So we're waiting mm-hmm. and she's like berating the TSA agent. And all of a sudden you see Norris, he goes, do you want there to be a bomb on the plane? No. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, the one word you don't say there. <laughs> no, no. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, cause he used to complain about how long it would take. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he was just like, it's for security. And I was like, Norris, we don't yell at our elders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But a part of me was so proud of him yeah. because it's true. It's like, don't berate them. It, they're just doing their jobs, yeah. going as fast as they can. And this lady was just, good luck trying to repack my bags. This is stupid. Like, And I was just like, the lady, TSA agent was just like, sorry ma'am it's for safety mm-hmm. you know and the lady's like fuck you and she goes god bless <laughs> i love her keeping her composure in that she way. did and like but i was just like damn norris i would never do that i would never speak up against somebody and be like like shut up bitch yes. <laughs> is essentially what he said oh so your child gets it from ray then yeah, yeah oh, okay. a million percent because i would be like look calm down like they're just doing their job mm-hmm. like i wouldn't say the whole do you want there to be a bomb that's a little aggressive <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and a red flag for tsa let's right. be honest yeah. yeah you don't say the b word no it reminds me of meet the parents have you guys seen meet the parents ben stiller movie oh it's been so long classic yeah. when he was on the airplane he was like it's not like i have a bomb in here and the lady's like, you can't say bomb on the airplane he goes bomb 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 <laughs> <laughs> Just classic scene from Meet the Parents, and that's what it reminded me of when she told me that story. But that's Norris, you know? He's, like, super open. He likes talking to people. Mm-hmm. Um, he likes meeting 
random people wow. where our other child will hide and not want to say hello to anybody. I feel that. Um, that was me as a child. That was you as a child? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was afraid to talk to, like, waiters and waitresses, so i just whisper in my mom's ear my order, oh. and then she would tell them. I was like, till I was, like, 10. Oh, that's oh. adorable. <laughs> I mean, at 10, I don't think it was as adorable as Sure, time, sure. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Cedar? Were you a talkative one? You know, I, I was. I was a very outgoing child, and I feel like I've become slowly less outgoing as I get older. Really? I don't know why. Yeah. You yeah. still seem you seem pretty outgoing. I mean, in yeah. general, I am, but it also just comes with the turf of what we do. Sure, sure. Um, but, like, as a kid, I was just always the one just chatting with strangers. Yeah. You know, free candy. just got to know. That's the joke we always make. Like, if anyone was going to get kidnapped, it would be Norris, because free candy? Free candy? Oh, cool. Yes, yes. I want to see how awesome your van is. Yeah. Let's talk about designs for it. What can we do here? Right. You would look really good with some anime posters in here. How old is Norris? He is turning eight uh, on the second. Wow. He's wow. Very outspoken from yeah. a young age. And he's always Ooh. been that way. Three years old, like just walking down the street. Hi. He just talks to anybody. He's like, "What's your name?" And just yeah, like just the way he That's rolls. A cool kid. He's pretty cool. And like, so you arrived in LA and we're driving in Temecula, which is normally like a two hour drive. Mm -hmm. And then it ended up being four hours. And my friend is uh, one of those moms who's like, my kids are screen free. And I was like, all right, cool. Well, I told Norris ahead of time, you're not gonna be able to watch your tablet in the car. He's like, for how long? And I was like, two hours. And he's like, oh my God. <laughs> he's like, okay. I have to look outside the window? Oh my goodness. <laughs> but. <clears throat> our friends picked us up this turned out to be a four-hour drive him and his friend they're the same they're around the same age he had like a pokemon binder oh. of cards they had snacks they were so good not a single complaint we didn't stop no bathroom breaks Whoa. and they like survived the entire time and my friend was like norris you're doing so well like how are you doing and he's, he's like um on the outside, it seems like I'm fine, but in my brain, I'm losing it. <laughs> and I was like, okay. You're like, That's very astute observation right there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I also love that Pokemon card. Yeah. Booklets are still a thing. They oh, are. they're huge. Really? Yeah. yeah. Have you seen, I don't know if you've seen, like, people on YouTube, they uh, open packs, and this is like a YouTube trend, right? Like, they just... I have seen that. Right. Yeah. And then they'll get people to pay them to do certain things, right? Like, I'll pay you this much if you drop that pack in water before you open it. No, no. Or you cut the pack down the middle and then open it. So, obviously, like, the big hits come when they find this super valuable card that they cut in half before they opened it. That breaks my heart. It does, right? Yeah. Is it like U.S. currency? As long as you can bring the, the bigger half in, they'll give you a new one? Uh, I, guess, I wish, <laughs> right? That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't know. That's just, it's wild how popular Pokemon is, what, 20 years later? Yeah. I remember doing that, going to like the swap meet uh -huh. and trying to get like the cards there. When I was, I don't know, seven, eight. Oh, yeah. so you were into it too. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I remember when I got my first deck of Pokemon cards, I was obsessed with Pikachu. My dad just came back from this trip and he gave me a Pikachu t-shirt and my first deck of Pokemon cards. And I was probably like in second grade and I was in the gymnasium and some kids, they all had theirs out. And I was like, oh, I get to join and like trade. And uh, I didn't have a Pikachu in the deck and I was so sad. And this kid had one. I was like, what do you want for the Pikachu? You can have any one of these. And I didn't know that different cards had like different values sure. or like strengths or whatnot. And he's like, took my best card. And I was so stoked. I was like, yeah, have that one. Sure. I don't care. <laughs> I, got I got my Pikachu card. Go. That's what's up. 
It's all worth $100,000 right now. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those like rare Charizards or something. Yeah. They can go for $100,000? They go for some of the like super rare ones. Yeah. What did I do with my life? I, I gave those away. I know. I still have oh. all mine back home. We got to go look. You got to look. See if there's some value in there. Absolutely. One of my best friends bought a, like a box because she was talking to the guy at the Pokemon store and he's like, yeah, I bought this box for like 7000 and now it's worth like... I don't know, something asinine like $30,000 seven years ago. So she she goes to the Pokemon store every week with her kid. <laughs> Just to see? Uh, no, to buy. It's oh, to investing. buy, collect, invest in. Well, we don't invest investing. in property, we invest in Pokemon Oh, files. she invests in property, but she also <laughs> has Pokemon yes. cards. I <laughs> have multiple streams. To diversify, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but then this little boy, um, Denver, his friend, was showing off his cards and he explained he had this whole idea on how he organized his cards. Mm-hmm. And it was the cutest thing. I was like, did your mom make you do this? He's like, no, like, this is my own system. <laughs> and I was like, wow. And he's like, it's a lot of work. And I was like, I know. <laughs> I was like, if you could come up with an idea on how to sort your cards out, mm-hmm. like automatically. And like, I was like, that'd be a million dollar idea. Oh, yeah. Like an auto sorting machine? Yeah. It just puts it in. Because he does it by like color and by like rarity. But then, you know, like it's in 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 like binder covers. Mm -hmm. And so if you have one, you have to move it up. Then you have to move up the rest. I used and to it do takes that. Like forever because you're taking each card out and you're being so delicate with every yeah. card. Gentle, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I used to do that with sports cards. Yeah, when I was growing up. I wasn't into Pokemon, but sports cards. Sports cards. Okay. Yeah. What sports? Any, all of them. All of them. I had. So my mom threw away all mine too, but <laughs> I had like I feel your pain. 13 boxes, like just oh. massive boxes of baseball cards. And she, like, I went to college. She's like, I'm getting rid of all this shit. No. Gone. No, that's what happened to my dad too. He had boxes and boxes of OG baseball cards. And, yeah. yeah. Sad. Sad, yeah. sad day. But... Well, we'll dig through the landfill. Maybe we can find some. <laughs> we can find some, yeah. <laughs> all the way at the bottom. Right. So, yeah, that's my good. I was traveling with Norris and how awesome he was. That's an awesome good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But look, getting you in trouble at TSA, so that's good. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. Really TSA probably loved them. They were like, yeah, you got my back. So, <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. We were all thinking it. Someone needed to say it. Right, yeah. yeah. Man, I, w- I went through TSA. We we're going to a camping oh, trip. Yeah, you know this. Mm-hmm. And uh, we brought these. I brought this big citronella candle with me, and it was in my bag. And my bag is pulled out because they couldn't figure out what it was. And uh, he opens up my bag and he's like, what's this? I got to go test it real quick. And it wasn't like the swab was like right there. He like went to a different room and then he came back out. And he's like this young guy, maybe like 24. And he like, he like walks up to me and he's like, sir, this tested positive for explosives. <laughs> oh, the authorities have been notified. Oh, oh, shit. And I'm just like, I looked at him. I'm like, well, that's really unfortunate. Amazon just screwed me over. <laughs> And he's just like, you're taking this very calm, sir. And I'm like, what else am I supposed to do? And he's just like, sir, this is explosives. You could go to jail for five to 10 to 15 to 20 years. Should I flip out? And I'm like, should I tell Amazon? Like, I don't know what to do. And he's just like, no, I'm just kidding with you, man. I'm going to do that? (laughs) What? Oh, man, he was joking. He was just joking the whole time. It was a a slow day at that airport. It had to be. Where were you flying to? We were flying to... Uh, Boston? Virginia, West well, Vermont. So, well, yeah, first flight to Boston. Yeah. Yeah. From here? From Seattle, I think. Seattle. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah we were in Seattle. <laughs> yeah. Wow. They're a little bit more laid back there, maybe. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think you could do that. Oh, no. I was standing next to him, like, oh my God, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> the world is ending. I'm freaking out. You're super calm. 
I mean, what am I going to do? I don't know. I was like, oh, I need to find a lawyer. What's going to what's gonna happen? Oh, no, you're going to Guantanamo Bay. It's not lawyers. <laughs> it was nice knowing you, Cedar. I have to get on the flight now. I don't know him. <laughs> Scoot farther and farther away. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I forgot about that story. Sir, oh, this yeah. tested positive for explosives. That's an awesome Straight story. Straight face. That's yeah. phenomenal. Oh, man. I, when I worked at TSA, I had a bomb story, too. I can't tell right now. Yeah, we'll, we'll save that for another time. We'll save it for another time. Okay. Um, but yeah, let's move down the down the way here. Um, Liz, what's good? Well, I had a great day today. It was a good day. All I right. got to listen to Is that an ice cube line? And I mean, it might be where I'm going. I got to listen to old school rap, old school 90s, 80s rap all day to get ready for a gig this weekend. Nice. So I mean, I don't really listen to that genre that much. I don't oh. know much about it. So I got like five straight hours of education today. You know, it's been a, it was a good day. Uh, you know, I love it. That's yeah. like the best genre ever. I was going to say, if you need any tips, <laughs> I like, say, I got I you. I also know that uh-huh. you love that type that, of music. That's, that's your go-to. That's the bread and butter right there. All right. What's your tops like of the list? So we talking like club party type vibe, I'm assuming. Not Ooh. No, more like more like kickback vibe. Yeah. Kickback vibe. Uh Tribe Called Quest. Oh yeah. Anything by a tribe is dope. Um Dove Shack. Um there's all kinds of good stuff and I'm sure you've probably listened to some of those over your educational training yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> um did you find any that you were like, oh snap, I need this one in that you weren't like really aware of? Mm. There's so many. Yeah. I really liked, obviously, Ice Cube. Sure. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was, it was a vibe today. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Ice Cube was, he had some bangers, man. Some yeah. good stuff. Easy E was, yeah. I had obviously heard the name before. Really not listened. Tribe Called Quest. Tribe is yep. nice. Yeah. Um, Easy E is one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, that whole gangster rap era is like one of my favorite eras of, of music in general. I know it's probably. Not a great thing to have that as your favorite, but it it was a fun time. Like you know, I mean, there, sure there was violence and murder threats and people died and stuff, but you know, it's good music. <laughs> so low key about that. It was interesting listening to '80s like hip hop rap and Very feeling the change to '90s. Yeah. It was like pretty dramatic because yeah. you could feel the kind of like Motown influence still a little bit in the '80s. Yeah, and, and then it just went to gangster rap, and it was like a whole new world. Uh, yeah, yeah. Have you watched uh, Hip Hop Evolution on Netflix? I watched that a while ago. Yeah. 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 So like they kind of break down how that went from by going like era to era and location to location, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that West Coast vibe just kind of changed the game. Yeah. Because um, so, it was all East Coast New York stuff before that. I wonder what was the like influence? What was the catalyst? Just life? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. so I think the West Coast wanted to like show what kind of stuff they went through as well, right? Because um, they, they made it more real, made it more personal. Like, mm-hmm. this is my daily life, mm-hmm. and I'm telling the world about it. And that's why it was such an uproar, right? Because all that getting into the news, people seeing that, and they're like, oh, my God, is this really happening? Because we didn't yeah. have the Internet, like, readily available at the time. Nobody knew what all that all was happening. And they kind of shined a light on uh, Unspoken World, mm-hmm. which I think is what kind of brought it to life which i think is what makes great music you right your storytelling mm-hmm. you're telling your story you're showing your perspective on your world yeah and it wasn't seen before yeah yeah 
and create well that's really cool yeah so like you just sit down and listen to the music or like how does is this how you normally prepare for a gig uh yeah like prepping you go through like different decades you'll go through the top ones we got uh crate dropped by another dj dj kelly j hey shout out kelly j and so just going through all of what her picks were yeah which is definitely helpful because i don't know if i would have been able to just like jump into that without like a little bit of a guide yeah and so are you guys playing it together or is this a solo thing no this is together together. yeah but it's a private party so we'll just be trading off it'll be pretty easy it's five hours though so lots of music prep how's your uh knowledge theater of that genre era of hip-hop it's not incredibly strong i just rely on how i've organized my music to know it's good okay (laughs) okay yeah but i couldn't just start rattling off song titles and artist names yeah because we don't play a whole lot of 90s but the nice thing about it is once you prep for it and you have all the music you really don't have to do it again because the 90s isn't going to change so you got (laughs) that's that's a great point yeah Yeah. we just haven't really done it before because we've been more in like the pop realm edm dance music realm for so long yeah and obviously your choice would be EDM if you could play whatever you wanted to at any party or what what's your what's your go-to like what, what what's your specialty well okay there's there's two ways to look at it right uh-huh. so being a DJ is about playing what the people want to hear first and sure foremost. Mm-hmm. and so I'm always gonna gravitate towards playing whatever people are gonna like the most it really doesn't matter what it is mm-hmm. but as long as I'm creating a genuine connection between the people and the music that brings me the most satisfaction okay but if I had to be able to choose what the crowd wanted, therefore dictating what I could play, mm-hmm. yeah, we'd definitely go with with some subsect of dance music. Oh, trap been, is what I figured you'd say. Trap. Oh, huh? I do trap. have a strong affinity for trap music, <laughs> like EDM trap. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So here's the question: You guys are got engaged at the wedding. What type What type of DJ are you booking for your wedding? I'm assuming it's gonna be a DJ. Oh, actually, I don't think we're gonna do a DJ. Live band? We're gonna do contra dancing. We're gonna do a contra dance. So, what is that? Explain. It's so much fun. So, <laughs> so you the best ahead. way the best way to describe it. And so we, I, I grew up doing contra dancing in a boat barn in Alaska. And okay. uh, the yeah, picture. so so many questions already, but let's go. <laughs> At the high level, do you know what square dancing is? Sure. Yeah, or like line dancing. Uh-huh. So it's it's very similar to that style. You'll typically have like a banjo player and a fiddler, maybe a drummer. It's been a while, mm-hmm. um, but you have a caller, and the caller's mic'd up, and you'll pair off into groups and probably line up or get into circles, however a specific dance is going to be run, and then the caller walks you through each step of the dance. And then the band plays, you do the dance. It's so the whole much thing's fun. like five, six minutes, two minutes to learn, yeah. three, four minutes of dancing. Yeah. And then you take a breather for a second, and then they start a new song, caller tells you what to do, and it's really fun. And then you're just like dancing with like anybody. Like, yeah. like especially when I was a kid, like my mom's old lady friends would come up and be like, sure. hey, let's dance. And I'd be like, sure. That you know, sounds fun. Like I want to be a caller. How do you become a caller? <laughs> you could kill it. Absolutely. Like auctioneering voice level. Oh, yeah. 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 Is your guys' wedding going to be here or is it going to be in? We have figured out the music before we figured out literally anything else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that is that so dope. A ton of sense. So, <laughs> so I think yeah. I think I think that'll be the most fun because it's, it's so engaging because you can't not yeah. do it. And that music's so catchy and it's right. Just, it's just you know swing your partner around and around, have a good time type vibes. <laughs> and then we'll probably do you know like an afters after party something. Cedar really wants to have something after. I think well because yeah. like the wedding you know everybody's gonna leave. All the parents will leave around like ten o'clock. So have a party bus roll up, all the youngins get in it, and then Yellies. we go hit up some like after hours party. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the way I think to do it. Pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. That way you're not looking all kinds of crazy in front of all the old people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I think that they would be okay with it. 
I think they know us by now. But yeah, extended yeah. family. But <laughs> I, I think I think it'd be really fun, depending on how many people we have at the wedding. I, I haven't even told you this yet, but I think it'd be oh, kind God. of fun is is do that, but then have a second venue rented out. And that is our after party. And then so we have the DJ and everything set up. And then we have like bottle service tables. But obviously everything's, you know, free. And then we go in, everybody gets like their bottle service tables. Maybe we'll even have like the bottle girls like bring it out and like have like our own little like 50 person club experience. We should get different like small spots for everyone. So people will feel like I have the VIP VIP. VIP plus. Yeah. I've never seen this before. This is gonna be awesome. That sounds great. I think that'd be really fun. Like not go to an actual venue, but like just host our own party. I'll just like put people on a shuttle and have them go around the like block a few times. Oh, well, they just so change it out. Yeah, they save money. One. Yeah, just turn the venue. That is so on brand. <laughs> you guys have your own little club thing. That would be fun. That would be, would fun. be fun. Pro tip, cater the shuttle so because you're not going to get to eat at the reception. So you eat on the shuttle on the way to the next venue. Have some Boom. plates on there. Yeah. You guys didn't get to yeah. eat? Oh, we, we, we did had a drive through wedding. Oh. So, yeah. And that was what you wanted. We went to dinner after. That was my dream wedding. That's awesome. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah, we were in the two-door Honda Accord, just pulled up to the drive-thru, paid the 25 bucks to get the witness. We had some drunk frat boys uh, watching us, and they cheered us as we drove off. So that Aww, was cool. That that was, is. Oh, they were nice. wasted. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Glad they were happy then. They Cheering. were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Never seen them again, but cool guys. We go way back. <laughs> It'd be a little weird if you saw them again and you Wouldn't were like, it? yeah. Hey, I saw you get married. What? <laughs> That'd be weird. I'm surprised you remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But a caller, I gotta look that up now. You do. You gotta yeah. find videos of it because everyone loves a line dance. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because you're like, oh, I don't have to come up with my own moves. Mm-hmm. No. Everyone just loves to follow instructions, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Sorry. What was it called? Con- contra? contra. Contra dancing. Yeah. Yeah. I did it once in Alaska, and since then I've just been like, that's what we're doing. Yep. That's yeah. Awesome. I think I said that right barn. after that. I was like, if we ever get married, that's what we're doing. Yep. <laughs> but how long have you guys known each other? Well, I mean, technically speaking, we met freshman year of college. Yeah. Technically, but we didn't start dating till five years later, six years later. Maybe like five years. Yeah. Did you guys DJ together first and then? No. Or no? We oh. had our own solo projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cedar taught me how to DJ and I was off in the DJ world by myself for a little bit. And then surprisingly got put together for a back to back and mm-hmm. it was really fun. Yeah. The rest is history. Yeah. Do you guys have solo DJ names? What, what did you go by in the solo days? So I only had one. So okay. you had a few. Mine was my last name, Ayers. So I was DJ Ayers. Nice. Ooh, yeah. that is nice. Solid, yeah. that is a cool solid. like logo with the side of the A turned into like a fan. Yeah. Oh, dope. It was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? And then I was, uh, so my first ever DJ name back in high school was DJ Bones. Bones. That my dad gave to me. And I don't remember how he came up with it specifically, but I do know why it came about, which was that I was six foot two and like 155 pounds. Oh, sure. <laughs> that so, that so, you know, that explains itself. <laughs> yeah. And then in college, I switched to, to Dio, DJ Dio. Yeah. And then that's kind of what I really went through the whole college scene, club scene as until nice. we formed a, a duo project, which was called The Syndicate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's right. We had that before. The syndicate that. came before <laughs> yes. course control. Yeah, we, we turned to course control when we moved to Las Vegas, actually. Okay. okay. Yeah, we yeah. thought the syndicate was our past life. Yeah. Also yep. Sounds, sounds like really... you got out of the mob or hey, something. No, right? that's okay, also okay. why. Okay, so hear me out. There's, there's strong reasoning behind this that I still stand by to this day, uh-huh. which is that this, the definition of a syndicate is a group of people coming together to promote a common interest. Okay. If that doesn't describe dance music. Yeah. Yeah. 
It then works. what does? Yeah, I don't know. But it does sound kind of hard, and like we're coming out of the mob. Too. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like you're, you're on the run. You have to, like, <laughs> I feel like split. people would come and be like expecting like hard trap, and we're like playing like tech house. <laughs> Maybe a little disconnect there. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. So went through a rebrand. Okay, if you guys had to have DJ names, what would your DJ names be? Obviously, you're. Rebel Ray. Radio host. DJ. Yeah, um, I don't know. I've been going by that dude Ray. Like I feel like mm-hmm. that's kind of stuck. Um, I would like. I always thought I wanted something to like reflect the beard. Like um, there was one. What was I gonna be? Oh, so it was gonna be a play on like Fu Manchu, mm-hmm. um, but I was like Fu Man Cool. Okay. Um, or Chu Fu, but it didn't really. <laughs> it didn't really land. I didn't feel like it wasn't gonna land, so I, I avoided that. But I thought something uh, around the beard would be, and that would be my logo. Obviously, the mustache and the beard. That's mm-hmm. catchy. Um, I like that. So yeah, I don't know. But you, babe. I don't know anything about music, so I can't ever picture being a DJ, but it'd be an enemy. Oh, probably an enemy. An enemy. With Nemo as like your logo? Uh, or would you do the full enemy? I have a like, back in middle school, I used to have a ta- that was my tagging name. Oh, okay. And, oh, so, yeah. and I have a little caricature. I like to draw caricatures of people. It's like my hidden talent that I can do. Oh, cool. And I have a, an enemy thing that I do, but. <laughs> I like it. It kind of rolls off the mouth, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Play all the pools. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Play Ooh, all the pools. Yeah, that one. would work. Yeah. Yeah. So how come you guys came up with course control? <laughs> uh, we brought together like 30 friends and we had a brainstorming session. It sounds so corporate. So we used to work well, in we corporate America. Corporate. <laughs> yeah. We're like, oh, you did? We, yeah. So <gasps> as we quit, we're like, we're going to bring everyone together and brainstorm and come up with the best name ever. And so we're like, what <laughs> mm-hmm. makes you like music? What artists do you like? And why do you like their name? And we did and this whole thing. filled them out on sticky notes. Yeah, yeah. We had like walls of sticky notes of information and literally came up with absolutely nothing from that <laughs> session. <laughs> and then I think... Yeah randomly course control came about well we got really close i think it was uh i'm trying to remember what it was it wasn't course control it was something else and we weren't totally in love with it yet mm-hmm. it was like was it wasn't cruise control definitely not that no but the whole something. name came out of us quitting our jobs so we worked in corporate america stable world and we both obviously love music and we're learning music production and we just decided to take control of our course quit our jobs and go into this whole new field so course control was very fitting to describe Love our it. transition mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that's awesome yeah. that is a great story yeah. <laughs> i think it took us like six months to rebrand yeah we were very serious about like we need to find a name that we identify with yeah. personally on a personal level and also no one had yeah, yeah. oh yeah that's something key, right? that just doesn't exist mm-hmm. and funny enough the words course and control together course control it Seems like a real sentence. Yeah. Those two words do not exist in the world. Interesting. Well, cool. they do put, now. Put together, put together, together yeah. yeah. In the branding Plus, world, it's yeah. like CC, you know how yeah. like, those kind of just come together. Unfortunately, also that's initials. also his name. Yeah. What'd you guys do in corporate America? <laughs> I worked in predictive analytics. Like, <laughs> corporate America mathematics. So. Sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, super exciting. fun. exciting. <laughs> Have you been able to apply what you did to what you're doing now? I tried. I really did. I tried to use Spotify's open API, which is like their background information that you can access on all artists and music. And I tried to code something to like figure out how to get on a playlist and it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty, pretty, nothing happened from it. Wow. But outside mm-hmm. of that, I mean, just basic analytics, but. What'd you do, Cedar? So I was a software product manager for Boeing. 
You guys were really fucking corporate. That's Very wild. Corporate, yeah. <laughs> Software product manager. So it's basically, I worked with the mechanics at airlines, and mm-hmm. it was my job to figure out when these mechanics are turning aircraft, what software solutions can Boeing deliver to them to make that whole process more effective and faster. Mm-hmm. And so I got to go out and actually fly out all over the world, go down on the tarmacs and like the orange vest and like follow mechanics around and being like, oh, why is he checking that book? Okay, that's why he did that. I'm like, well, if we just delivered that to an app on his phone before he even got there, it would save him 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And it was like finding those efficiencies. And then I would go back, figure out, well, now that I know what the problem is, what is a way to solve that problem? And then kind of pitch that idea back to the mechanics. Like, would this even be helpful? And then if it was like a yes, then we'd build out, I had a bunch of coders and UI designers that worked for me. I would have them do a kind of mock-up of the application and then I would bring it back out to the field and be like, hey, mechanic, try this. Yeah. And then I was able to kind of watch and say, oh, you know, I didn't, I thought he was going to use it this way, but he's using it that way instead. Uh Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, not everybody gets trained on things. They download the app on their phone and they just go for it. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, maybe that wasn't as intuitive as it needed to be. Come back to the drawing board, redesign. Wow. That sounds like very like extensive, like intensive trial error. Yeah, absolutely. Fail fast, fail forward. I feel like his was probably more applicable to the music world (laughs) than mine. I mean, analytics is amazingly fun, but I mean, (laughs) being able to like fail fast and, you know, be able to try stuff. He doesn't have a group of employees that he tells what to do anymore. He has me. Oh. <laughs> I don't even know if you can say I tell you what to do. No, no I'm you smarter try. than that. <laughs> Smart man. <laughs> so did you not like what you were doing or you just didn't feel like that was your passion? Or how do you make that jump? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you find a crazy partner that comes up with crazy <laughs> ideas and uh, yeah. she convinces you to do things. Um, <laughs> kind of, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think, you know, I I did enjoy what I was doing. The biggest problem that I had with it is that I was working in software, which is typically a fast thing to work in. Sure. You code it, you hit compile, it's done, you deliver it. But Boeing being a very legacy company, there was so much bureaucracy to get anything done that what should have taken us realistically maybe three months was taking us well over two and a half years. Oh, my. To do something simple. And it was just like, this is is not what I want to be spending all my time on right now. Yeah. Yeah. And... I the travel know. part was really fun, though. We loved DJing together. Music has always been a passion. We were learning how to produce. Mm-hmm. And it was just like we were 23, 24, you know, at a perfect time in our life to make a jump to something else. Mm-hmm. And so it was, felt more like a now or never moment. You know, if we don't do this, I don't want to look back at the end of my life and have regrets on something I didn't do. And so let's take this incredibly, incredibly dumb risk and just leave everything comfortable and go and see if we can do something else. Yeah, Which, but it was entirely premeditated risk, yeah, though, because we, we came up with the idea a year and a half beforehand. Like two years yeah. before executing. Set, oh, yeah, yeah, we even set like a quit date a year and a half out. And um, Well, it was a save date, how much money we were going to save. And yeah. that just aligned kind of with the quit date. Yeah. Nice. That's what, yeah. yeah. So you guys are so calculated. responsible. <laughs> yeah. Very yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, we were just like, oh, one month notice. Yeah. yeah. Peace. <laughs> it makes sense. She's in predictive analytics, babe. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's really inspiring. It's been a journey. Yeah, because then we moved to Vegas and then the pandemic hit Ah. and it was just like perfect timing, (laughs) beautiful timing. But things have obviously gotten a lot better and things are moving and grooving and we're with you guys now. That's what's up. In the studio. Let's go. How did you guys um, get like networked into UNLV? Uh, through Bolim, actually. So Bolim is a UNLV student, uh, I believe. Grad- or is he yeah, alum now? He's still he a, I'm not sure if he graduated or not. Okay. Well, he, he um, went through Kelly J's DJ workshop class, yeah. 
And then we kind of just met him through mutual networks. And then one day he just posted something in this group chat that we're in that said, hey, UNLV is looking for DJs. And we're like, let's, why not? Let's go see what this is about. Oh, yeah. 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 Met Ray through that. Yeah. Yeah. Now That's we have awesome. a team of DJs. Mm-hmm. You, you two are probably our most consistent that come through for whatever. <laughs> I was looking uh, at the calendar recently and it was just all like course control, course control, course control, <laughs> bull limb, course control, course control, course control. D skills does a few. Yeah. 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 Um, I think it's because we're available in the daytime. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's part of it because like Jay Rich and Kelly J are just, you know, blowing up, doing all kinds of yeah, crazy stuff. I'm mm-hmm. so excited for them. Yeah. They're oh, yeah. doing big things. It's amazing. It's um, so awesome when you're like associated with people who are doing big things. Yeah. And you're just kind of like, oh man, that's so within reach, you know? Yeah. And I love oh, yeah. the female DJ representation out there. Yeah. Oh, it just makes me so happy. He was saying in his workshop, he's like, I'm the only dude. <laughs> I was. No, there were two of us. There were two guys. It was uh, maybe eight, eight females in there and it was two dudes. And I was like, well, this, this is cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Yeah. I noticed that when we went to speak at the workshop a few weeks ago. It yeah, was speakers. Ma- yeah. It was like almost majority women yeah i was blown away by that yeah. that's awesome well, i think it's really awesome that kelly j is hosting it because i'm sure that that makes it maybe more accessible yeah you know i would actually be really curious to, to see if those numbers changed if it was a guy hosting it oh for sure oh that's yeah. a good point yeah, yeah. That's true. i'd be more shout out kelly j yeah bringing the world together yeah that's awesome well that's a great good i'm glad you're learning about some of our uh <laughs> Historical music is that, is that too strong of a term? Historical? <laughs> no, babe, that's <laughs> yeah. not that old. <laughs> uh, but Cedar, yeah, Cedar, what's good, man? What's good? Well, we 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 touched on it briefly until I was like, shh, shh, yeah, we'll talk about it. But so what's good is Fremont Street, Fremont Street, Las Vegas. If you don't know what that is, that's downtown Las Vegas. It's a pretty cool spot. Go check it out next time you're in town. Um, but we we actually had the opportunity to DJ on Third Street Stage, which is the main stage on Fremont there over EDC weekend for the first time. Dude, that's so cool. Which mm-hmm. was a really cool experience. Very eye opening in many aspects. Yeah, learned a lot of things. Yeah, we were talking about it before the podcast started, but. You know, we kind of went in with maybe more the expectation of like, oh, we're up on a stage playing a DJ set, but it really is more like you're you're an average street busker performer. You just happen to be on a stage and have you know some audio visual production behind you. Yeah. So having to engage with the people a lot more and they have some big names perform on that stage. They yeah. do. They really do. Like, huge names. Like I can't think of them right now, but a lot of people that I work with have gone there to watch them. Yeah. <laughs> on that same stage. So yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they do their their was it summer concert series where they'll bring in different bands. I know yeah. we saw Smash Mouth there one time. Yeah. For their hey free now, concerts. You're an all-star. Mm, felt like yeah. it. Get yeah. your game on. So how did that opportunity <laughs> present itself? Yeah, so that was an opportunity that came through a company here called SP Entertainment mm-hmm. run by Sarah and her husband, Jay. Yeah. And, and just met them, networked. Well, yeah. Through yeah. uh, Miss Joy. Miss Joy. Miss yes, Joy introduced another us. another DJ, female DJ here. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have their own entertainment company. And yeah, just network showed up to all their events. Basically, in the DJ world, you get booked for anything, you have to stalk people slightly. Sure, sure. And so, oh. you know, we just slightly stalked them and went to everything <laughs> they went to. And yeah, they know it. People notice that. Yeah. yeah, the support going out. Yeah. 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 Oh, They're cool. also really cool people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Sarah's, Sarah's great. She's so outgoing, a really good DJ, really good performer, great mm-hmm. mic work. Well, she has a, a background in circus. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. I believe so. And then and then Jay, he's just really easy to talk to. Been in the, in- the industry from Chicago house days. Oh, yeah. He's got so some Las really Vegas. cool stories. Wow. Yeah. He's got some really cool stories. So how did you guys like 
the difference in at Fremont compared to when you're up in the club? Like, did you enjoy that new aspect of trying to engage the crowd a little more, like more personally, or is that would you could you do without that? Oh no, that was awesome. It was awesome. I loved it. I'm not good on a mic. You have experienced my mic work a little bit. Did I tell you about that, babe? <laughs> no. This was at the foam party. Was it the foam party that we I don't were doing? know. I've had a lot of Prob- errors with the mic before. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to black them out of my memory. <laughs> no, no, no. This one was a fun one. We had fun with this. At the foam party, they had this game where people were running around slapping the lights, like trying to outscore another person. <laughs> so they were competing against each other, and me and Liz hopped on the mics together, and we did like play-by-play for it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that we sounds- were just kind of talking shit when they fell down. We'd laugh at them and <laughs> stuff Uh, but it was a great time and i remember you telling me then you didn't use you didn't utilize the mic a lot or didn't do a lot of mic work and i thought you did great and yeah making fun of people is a lot easier than being like put (laughs) your hands up (laughs) (laughs) but so that was great it felt like you know it pushed a barrier yeah i'm really excited about he Mm -hmm. literally told us like make a fool of yourself screw up just go for it that's awesome yeah yeah Yeah. it was a sunday on fremont too with edc going on so it wasn't it wasn't a crazy, crazy yeah. it wasn't crazy packed. Which also made it a lot harder. Absolutely like, made it harder. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of like going off the deep end there. I think uh, it was an eye-opening experience in, in many aspects and also just really good training, if that makes sense. Okay. I feel like we learned some things. Because yeah. I think yeah. like when you're when you're DJing in a club, nobody wants to hear the club DJ get on the mic every 10 seconds. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but it also is a skill if you can do that and an appropriate time interval between mic and, mm-hmm. and make it work effectively. Right. Which is something that we don't really do to begin with. And so mm-hmm. I think learning this more crowd engagement, like direct crowd engagement skill on a place like Fremont where you have to, and then being able to bring that back to the club setting, but at a you know more interval pace, sure, like will be a big uh, big benefit to us. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Were there any crazy people in the audience? It's Fremont, so yes, so yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, there was a moment where we noticed the crowd wasn't coming towards the stage. There was like seven feet between them and the the barrier, and it was because there were a couple crazy people on the barrier just refusing Homeless to leave. People. Yeah, oh. and so they were all there was like a line of them. And we were trying to get them to come in, and they they would not come closer. Hard there pass. was no way. No. Yeah, yeah. That's wild. But it was good, and no one fell off the stage. That's always a fear of mine. So, oh my god, solid, <laughs> solid week. Genuine yeah. fell off the stage at Lovers and Friends. <laughs> no. no. Yeah. Well, he jumped off the stage, but fell when he land. Like so, he landed and then fell back. Like under the stage oh no uh, but he was, he was okay, fine right? he got up he was fine okay and he laughed about it so i think it's okay for us to laugh about it That's but good. um he was trying to ride his pony too hard a yeah. little bit that must have been it yeah. yeah how was he live um i didn't actually see him live i saw the i saw this on video afterwards uh, yeah um they I had four stages and you had to choose oh that's mm-hmm. fair and he was in a different stage that's the festival decisions right there it's it, heartbreaking you're like i'm so sorry yeah you know. i want to go see someone else I was worried I wasn't going to get to see Busta, and then they pushed this time back, so we made it on time to see Busta, and then I was disappointed at the audio quality, as I mentioned mm-hmm. to you guys, but, yeah. you know, Going it to see someone and not being able to hear them kind of yeah. changes the whole experience there. It does. Yeah. It does. So would you do it again, Fremont? Heck yeah. Absolutely. Yeah? It's the opportunity to. Yeah. yeah. It was all positive feedback, so Good. I think... Yeah. I think they're doing a couple more things uh, later throughout the summer. They're starting a DJ series this, so they're replacing the band series I've heard with a DJ series. Okay. Starting this Friday, actually. So starting tomorrow. So they're gonna have Bad Boy Bill come in, and then some locals are opening. And so they said there's probably gonna be some opportunities later this summer for us to take one of those local support spots nice. on like a Friday, Friday yeah. night. And you get to play whatever you want. 
Yeah, well, we get to yeah. play, yeah, EDM, but tailored towards the Fremont Street experience, so kind of top 40 vocals mixed in there. Gotcha. But we can play EDM drops and everything. Which is fun. It's just fun. That's already our yeah. sweet spot because of the club. Yeah. When you're in a mainstream club, like you can get away with big EDM music as long as there's something that people still recognize in there, like the top 40 vocals. Yeah. Yeah. What clubs have you guys played at? In Las Vegas? Yeah. Um, so we've played some downtown and then we've played at Cassie Beach House at Virgin. <sighs> but those spots at the hotels like Omnia are pretty locked down. Yeah. Like those DJs have mm-hmm. had those spots and they are not giving them up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's oh, tough. Yeah. yeah. And so working our way in there. But here here we've played what, Area fifteen, mm-hmm. Disco Pussy, We All Scream, Seven Hundred Fremont. Yeah. Nice. Those are cool spots. Yeah, those downtown are. spots are really cool. Yeah. Downtown is fun. Yeah. I love downtown. I don't know about you guys. We're old. Yeah, we don't go out as much as we used to, but downtown is definitely the spot. So that's a great, good cedar, man. I'm glad you guys had a good time down at Fremont and it worked out Mm -hmm. and you're going to be doing this again. I'm going to come down and see you guys one of these days. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. And that brings us to you, Ray. Oh, look at you. Transitioning for us. Love it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Um, Here, you're good. So for me, we are going to New York next weekend. That's so exciting. Yeah. Nice little five-day trip. Yep. Oh, wow. Uh, it's our son's birthday. He's turning eight, as I mentioned. Uh, he's turning eight, right? Yes. <laughs> he's turning eight, as I mentioned. Uh, and he's always been fascinated with New York. I think it comes from watching Marvel movies, uh, uh, like Spider-Man and Avengers and stuff all take place in New York. So he's always wanted to go, and we finally decided that we were going to take him out. I think we mentioned this in the last pod. Um, but I'm, I got super excited like over the past week because it's getting closer, and I started... Google Street viewing the all all the streets nice. around where we're staying and yeah. seeing all these different. We're like around the corner from the Empire State Building, nice. and then down the other street is Madison Square Garden. So I'm like, we're like right in the middle of the heart of all of it, um, and I'm super excited. Nice, you're in like walking distance of everything that yeah. you want to see. Yeah, I mean New York's pretty walkable in general, um, yeah. but the the big things are like right there. But I want to do some of the little things too, right? Like I want to go walk down in the morning and grab a bagel and mm-hmm. do that experience yeah. and hit one get of these. trampled at like a some, deli where yeah, people are totally. like arming you to get yeah. to the last bagel. I want one of those 99 cent pizzas that's going to give me a coronary, but you know, like. It'll be great. That's what toilets are meant for. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, there's, there's just so much cool stuff I'm excited to see. And um, we've kind of like done a general outline not a full itinerary mm-hmm. but Smart. um yeah that's gonna be a blast so. definitely doing the 9-11 memorial yeah that's the one i'm most mm-hmm. excited to check out one world trade center that's gonna be cool i haven't been there yet um since it opened um the yankee gonna, stadium tour we're gonna do it we're gonna tour yankee stadium nice yeah we're so gonna... you guys have been to new york before Yes, before yeah. we had kids. Oh. <clears throat> It'll be the first time for the kids. I've been there twice. Once when I was a kid, we did the whole tourist thing with my parents. That I actually got to go up to the top of the Statue of Liberty into the crown. Do they um, still do that? I don't know. I think they reopened it now. Really? Yeah, it was closed go up for to a the while. Torch part, but you can. Go, oh, okay. Back then, we could go up to the crown. It's just tiring. You got to walk. There's no like elevator that mm-hmm. takes you up. You're walking up that thing. Oh yeah. wow! And then you um, also have to walk back down with all the people. And then you have to walk back down. It's pretty like narrow, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. it's one way up and one way down, so you're not oh, passing okay. 
you're not like crossing paths, but yeah, it's a narrow thing. And funny story, when we went the first, when I went the first time with my parents, um, we went with some of their friends and one of their friends was deathly allergic to height or not allergic, but afraid (laughs) of heights. And they decided to go on this willingly? They decided to go on with us and didn't realize till we got to the top how high up we were and broke down at the top, like straight up could not walk on oh the God. ground got the sniffles she started getting puffy everything. super allergic yeah my dad had to carry like we had to carry her down Aww. that's or, scary or, it was, i'm afraid of heights and i can only imagine sure yeah but you probably wouldn't walk up in there no no <laughs> i mean <laughs> if i did i'd do like the scoot down sure. like, i'm not walking down yeah. i'm just like <laughs> i do that on hikes sometimes <laughs> i'm very comfortable with it. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do but exactly. i just found it it's hilarious. the going down part that's it's hard always, it's mm-hmm. always that yeah. yeah like i've cried down the entire time going down turtle head have you ever done that hike here? I haven't. It looks steep, though. It's, it's hard... steep. It's treacherous. I cried the entire time, and I did the scoot down yep. the whole time. You're like, no shame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't care. Yep. The whole time. So his parents retold this story a few times about their friend freaking out. And so I was like, I have no desire whatsoever to go up to the top of the Statue of Liberty. We're doing the free ferry yeah. and seeing it from afar. <laughs> You're like, I'll be safely on a boat. It'll be chill. <laughs> I have motion sickness, but I'd rather be on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> the sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to be a lot of fun. New York in the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, spring, summer. It'll be good, right? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. No, it's, good. it's perfect time to go. I, was, oh, nice. I Googled uh, things to do <laughs> yeah. in New York in June and the list was 46 items long. So it was, it was nice. It's was, probably not was, even all encompassing. Was a trash sledding on that list? Well, oh no, what's that? Uh, so we were we were in New York maybe like five six years ago, I and one of our New York friends met up with us. We're at this bar, and after uh, way too many shots later, we walk out of this bar, and in New York they just kind of throw all their streets on the trash. It comes by middle of the night, picks it all up. Yeah, so there's just mounds of trash bags everywhere, and he's like, "Hey, you guys are a trash sledding before?" <laughs> we're like, "No," and he just grabs this random trash bag puts it on his chest and just run forwards and just face plants on the concrete. Oh, hell no. It was terrifying. Like he was going to sled on it. And awesome. And he full sended it. Just, he, and he, he even did. slid a little bit. Nice. Well, what if there's got... needles in there? Everything I thought of, glass, yeah. anything could yep. be in there. Yeah. Used yep. condoms, oh, splashing God. open. No. What if there's a... No. Oh, God. No. <laughs> What if there's already a rat in there eating stuff? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) This has to be like a YouTube channel because people will watch it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Trash sledding. Yeah, see what happens. (laughs) Top 10 trash sleds this week. Oh, God. Yeah. No, that was no, not that on, was the, on things, the list. That was not on the list. And I'm disappointed at the list now. I'm going to yeah. have to go, do a deeper dive. You're going to have yeah. to add it now. Yeah, add it to the... No, I'm not no, doing no. that. I'm not doing that. The last time we went was when... So one of my best friends uh, quit her corporate job and decided she wanted to try out Broadway. Oh. Yeah, she was an investment banker. Oh, wow. And, like, and she did it the responsible way, the way you guys did too. Nice. It's crazy. And so when she moved all the way out there, all of us went and visited her in November. It's cold so for her cold. birthday. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and we brought the boyfriends then, husbands now. Mm-hmm. And that was the last time. And it was a great time. They showed us her husband was also musical, um, went to NYU. So he knew like all the places to go and 
But see, that was a very local strip, right? Like, because yeah. they're from there and they showed us what they normally do. Not the mm-hmm. tourist. This spots, time we're doing yeah. the tourist strip, yeah. yes. right? Everything like, tourist. Yeah, a million percent. Yeah. Um, That's so necessary. I know, like, people in New York will make fun of you for that, but I don't know. Yeah. You got to do it. You got to do like, it. You got to do yeah. it once. Yeah. You it's know? like coming to sure. Vegas and not going to the strip. Right. What would be the point of coming here? Yeah. Yeah. So, are you guys seeing a Broadway show? We, are you there? We had it on the itinerary, but okay. we, we're going with a larger group, so it got rather pricey. We were going to go watch Aladdin. Oh. on Broadway which would have been cool if we weren't taking the kids we might have gone and watched like Hamilton or Book of Mormon or something mm-hmm. um, but yeah we're probably gonna axe that from the list just because I don't know if the kids will care too much to sit through a two yeah. hour or an hour play or whatever it is Yeah, um, I went to a Broadway play when I was pretty young probably about nine or ten were you eight? yeah i it was i don't even right yeah it was nothing <laughs> yeah but I, do, I do it was uh denzel washington was in it what so i'd seen a bunch of denzel movies at the time so like that was the best part i was like seeing denzel but i remember one time it was like intermission and we walked to the bathrooms and my mom goes in the bathroom and i keep walking and then all of a sudden from the ladies bathroom i hear a woo like everybody shouting and i when i came back out i was like mom what the hell just happened in there <laughs> And she's like, oh, I just walked in there and I said, which ladies are excited to see Denzel tonight? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Mind you, my mom at the time was probably like 58. Oh, that's hilarious. That's amazing. That's great. I love that story. <laughs> Do you remember what the what it was, what the show was? So I believe it was a Julius Caesar something. Oh. Interesting. I think so. Well, we saw two. I remember the Julius Caesar and then I remember we saw a second one. I have no idea what it was about, but I remember the guy from 30 Rock was in it. Oh, or no, third, no, what was it? Cast? Third Planet from the Sun, whatever that old show was. Oh. Third Rock from the Sun. Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah. The tall yeah. guy, the bald one? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like what kind of show? I don't He's remember. He's big name. I don't from yeah. it. John Lithgow. That was oh, the, wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is John Lithgow. Is he in The Good Place? Yes. Yes. Okay, yes. that guy. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. He was in Dexter and he was like a serial killer. It was awesome. Was I don't remember character. that. Um, season two or three. He was oh. the Trinity Killer. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Great actor. Great actor. Yeah. Uh, I can't did imagine you Google him, him as a right now killer. to see if that was him. I did, but yeah. nothing's coming up. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that was him. That was him. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't remember anything about it. It was like comedy. Uh, I love how your mom hyped up the women in, in the yeah. women's bathroom. Literally didn't know yeah. anyone opened the door and just knew why every woman was there. A million percent. <laughs> I would have been there to see Denzel. He's one of my favorites, man. Yeah. He's one of my favorite actors. Training Day. Training Day, just epic. Mm-hmm. American Gangster. He's been in so many good movies. Mm-hmm. I would, I would be down to see Denzel in a play. That'd be cool. Julius Caesar yeah. too. Shoot. I think I think he was in the Julius Caesar one. I don't think he was in the John Lithgow one. That's awesome. I'm glad you shared that with us. That you were like, yeah, it's all right. Because right. I kind of felt guilty. Like, oh, should we do it? Like, should we just pull the trigger and just do it? But then. You're you're like I don't yeah I don't think the kids will yeah. care yeah. even yeah. though it's Aladdin like yeah what are they excited for though I don't know <laughs> they like to travel did you yeah they yeah like to travel and experience things her brother lives there so they're excited to see their uncle oh, yeah. um, my mom is flying in from Hawaii yeah oh wow full family reunion kind of thing yeah his parents are coming too oh wow so uh, yeah. little mini reunion mm. like because um, in July we're actually doing a trip for an actual family reunion in Hawaii like my whole mom's side of the family so that's gonna be crazy this one's a little more a localized family you know? I like it um, I think um, Norris is my son's excited to see some of the Spider-Man stuff that happens in the movie so of course. we're going oh, on the Staten like, Island Ferry so okay. that was oh. in Spider-Man fun yeah it'll be a blast <laughs> you gonna hang out in Staten Island for a little bit I mean we're gonna 
catch the ferry so we can see the Statue of Liberty, and then we'll probably catch the ferry right back. I don't know. I don't. I asked one of my coworkers here is from New York, and I was telling him that. I'm like, is there anything? What's the, what's there doing Staten Island? He goes, ah, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to any Staten Island listeners. <laughs> I, I like Wu Tang Clan, and Wu Tang is from Staten Island. So like, I was kind of like, what's there? Let's go check it out. Yeah. But. I don't there's think nothing. there's much there. No. They didn't leave their mark there. They left it no, somewhere else. Somewhere yeah. else? Uh, yeah. Well, maybe I'll go see the If we could sneak out from the kids and do like some nightlife stuff. I want to do that. That'd yeah. be pretty cool. Ooh, rooftop bar. I see all these rooftop oh, bars. I think it would be really yeah. cool to see. Happy Hop- hour is really big. Well, happy hour that goes all night is really big in New York from what I've been told. Okay. By my New Yorker friends. Because nice. everybody just gets off work and then they all just go out. Very New York. Very finance. Yeah. That'd be fun. I did look up uh, TV and movie landmarks to see. So like I found the Friends apartment. Uh, That's real? Yeah. Well, I mean, they didn't actually film there, but the footage of what they show before they show oh. you inside the apartment, that is a real place. Is the coffee shop still open? I don't know. Mm. Mm. Um, I found Carrie Bradshaw's apartment from Sex and the City. Yep. Very important. It yeah. is. I watched that show. We yes. have the DVD box I found that sets. one for her. Nice. I didn't watch that show. <laughs> nice. Um, I have seen multiple times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I grew up on that show. Yeah. I found the house from White Collar. So, oh, cool. Yeah, I'm excited oh, for that one. That's, that's nice. a good TV show. I yeah. love that show. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, I've probably watched it like eight times the whole way through. I think I've seen it at least three times. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. So that's that's kind of what I'm excited to see, some of the, those landmarks from TV shows. You guys are going movies. full tourist. I love full it. Full tourist, yeah. yeah. So we're staying in a hotel and everything. Yeah. I love it. You got to get, what is it, like, I Love New York shirt. I Heart New York, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a good Maybe point. the FDNY shirt. I don't oh, know. yeah. You know. Maybe a ball cap. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. No? Not at all? No. Not going to happen? No, not going to happen. Mm. Decided. Yes. We're, we're Giants, Giants fans. fans. So it's oh, hard to rock oh, I see. Yankee gear. Oh, it's like putting, you know, poison on your head. Yes. Pretty much. Yeah. Yes. But that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Her brother turned into a Yankee fan, right, babe? Yeah. He calls me one day because we're diehard Giants fans. Mm-hmm. Calls me one day. He goes, so is it bad if I just become a Yankee fan? And I was like, I was like, what? You're calling me in the morning to tell me this? Are you going to depress me? He worked for the Giants. He did audio AV stuff for them. He like did like. He was, was full like, in. Full in. Yeah. What are you talking about? This is okay. So you disowned him. Uh, no, he's my oldest, <laughs> my oldest brother. I can't. But I was just I'm disappointed in you. I, and his husband was not into not into baseball at all until they went to the Yankees game. Uh, now they're all geared up. They pay for the like all access baseball mm. t- TV channel. Wow. I'm just kind of like shooketh, but it's okay. What did <laughs> they put in the water there? Like right. the beer? My they goodness. said they said the players are hot. Oh, <laughs> I understand. The pinstripes. Oh, it's very classic look. <clears throat> yeah, mm-hmm. I guess. Whatever. <laughs> I was like, just because the Giants aren't doing well, I was like, that's the definition of bandwagon. <laughs> but yeah, that's. Yeah sports but well, once you go to the sports game then you get hooked yeah that's what happened to me hmm? when i went to well i mean growing up in a very small town in alaska didn't have sports at all my family was not sports inclined at all mm-hmm. and i was touring colleges went to a university of alaska fairbooks fairbanks nanooks game which is their their hockey ah. and i got to sit in like the student section and got like painted up with them you're like banging on the fiberglass and i was like yo sports are the shit yeah <laughs> you got to go for free if you're a student oh. and so i remember when i went to recruiting day the first question i asked every recruiter was can you go to your sports games for free yeah and all the big schools are of course just like no and then i find <laughs> seattle university not known for their sports but i didn't know that and they're like yeah of course you can come to all of our sports games for free <laughs> i was like six sign me up do you have an engineering program 
Instagram? Perfect. Let's do it. That's awesome. And then I went there and never went to a single sports game. Oh. <laughs> Except for first day. Yeah. Well, actually, technically, I went to a lot because I started working for the uh, athletics department as their like events game DJ. Mm. So I was DJing all the basketball games down at Key Arena downtown, like courtside. Oh, mm. Key Arena, nice. Yeah. Mm, so I was there like twice a week during season and like right there on the sidelines playing playing music. That's awesome. It was pretty fun. Yeah, you're not a sports guy. Not a sports guy. No, but that's what was the qualifier for. Schools. That was the qualifier for colleges. Yeah, could I go to that's sports hilarious. games for free just based mm. off that one experience? <laughs> Can enroll in UNLV? We get free tickets too. I know. Hey. They can't sell out games for shit. Recruiters <laughs> need to go to Homer, Alaska. Yeah, right. Yeah. Getting people. <laughs> Have you ever watched free sports? <laughs> what are sports? <laughs> we just hunt in camp. He's like, yeah, we go fishing all the time. Wait, yeah, yeah, it's called sport fishing. I mean, come on, it's a sport. You yeah. Know? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so curious. I wish I could ask more questions about Alaska because you don't meet a lot of people from Alaska. No. No, no. We're kind of a rare breed. There are some out here. I've met one or two in Las Vegas. Yeah, they find each other. Yeah. yeah. yeah they're like, Alaska, cool. We're friends. Instantaneously. <laughs> Do you guys know every... each other or no? It's too big. No, I mean, Alaska is huge. Yeah. It yeah. makes up one third of the entire United States. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's a massive place. Yeah, so and yet its population is what one third that of Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. that's nuts. Tiny. Yeah, I've only been there once, and it was for a stopover, and I was like, oh, the light, like it doesn't, the the sun doesn't set. Oh, we were yeah. on our way to Japan, and we were on a hot flight, so we were, and that was the only time I've ever been there. Yeah, but cool. I always wanted to come back because it's dope. I was Land like, this is the midnight dope. sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've it, never been. It's a cool place. I have a cousin who lives there. Oh. Yeah, in Anchorage or I don't know where they live her husband was in the military mm. uh, so he was stationed out there and then he retired and they decided to stay interesting man they're Very from close yeah. cousin. my cousin's from Hawaii and I'm like yeah, to Alaska it's oh. a drastic move yeah but Oof. hey they're all about it and I see her pictures mm -hmm. now and they're living the life and enjoying it and I'm like that's cool Alaska's like so, a different world it really is would you ever move back no. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Start I'm your own. <laughs> club, club scene not cracking out no, in Alaska. It's not popping enough, man. You're not going to do like an Alaskan EDC festival. <laughs> oh, man. Well, they have this. Well, we have Salmon Fest, yes. which is like a folk music festival. Oh. Uh, but now they do have an EDM tent. I think Dodge and Fusky played when we went. There's like super low it's, level EDM, yeah. Yeah, it's in this little town called Nanilchik, Alaska, this little, little bodunk town. Population 45 people. No, oh. maybe like, maybe like. 300. I've looked online. It's more than 45, but it's, it's not very many. Like, I got Wikipedia right here. <laughs> I actually save everyone's houses. Yeah. No, but it's but super my, small. my parents have a cabin there, which is really cool because it's off the grid completely. Yeah. So we'll go up there and chill. And then one, one summer, we brought a bunch of our friends up from Seattle. All stay at this cabin off the grid, which they loved. And then we walked down to, to Salmon Fest. And it's great bringing a bunch of city say. people to an off the grid cabin where you don't have running water and electricity and seeing them like, what? You can't shower? No, no, that's what off the grid means. There's no running yeah, right. yeah. water. Yeah. Oh, they were thinking off the grid like it had a well or well, there, solar. There well. Like there is water and you, you can shower, but what you have to do is you have to fill up a big pot, put it on the stove, boil it, and then go up in the attic and there's these bins. You can dump the boiling water in there, cool it down with cold water, and then that's how much water you have for your shower. Yep. So it's possible. Yep. It's um, like the Philippines. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was my biggest fear when she told me we were going to the Philippines was like, were we like off the grid? Like, <laughs> but we went to like, you know, big cities and stuff. So it was, you were it imagining was your mind like digging a hole to poop in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a million percent I was. I was yeah. terrified. Fear in the sky's eyes. Yeah. <laughs> That's your biggest fear right there. I, I, yeah, I would not be, I would not be <clears throat> in love with that. 
So in an apocalypse or like a zombie takeover. It's the second time this has come up on this podcast. Ray <laughs> <laughs> yeah. lives for that shit. I, I, I would be okay with it. I'd find places. I'd make it work. I've gone yeah. camping, you know. Oh, you're chilling. It, it'd be all right. I wouldn't want... We were there for three <laughs> weeks. I didn't... Like, are we sleeping in tents? Like, what's going on? You know? But it was... We were, it was very city and not normal like that. Yeah. yeah. So it was cool. But yeah, thanks guys for coming on and sharing goods with us and thanks being a part of this. We really appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah. We yeah, appreciate you fun. guys. This is fun. Thanks, guys. Good times. Yeah. And yeah. thanks for doing this podcast, keeping the good going on in the yeah. world. Yeah, we're going to spread that positivity. Mm-hmm. Positivity. You guys have to post a video of your guys' wedding and this dance. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We're going to yes. see the contradiction. Contradance. Yes. Yes. It's a blast. That sounds awesome. I'm immediately going to look up tags for it on Instagram because I'm like so excited. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Yeah, for sure. That's going to do it for today's episode. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, Course Control, for coming out and hanging with us. We'll be back next week with another new guest on a brand new episode. We'll see you then. Peace out. Woo. Bye. (laughs) Didn't do that again, what? The good in the good. Did you see the memo about this? Yeah. It's good. It's good. I'll go ahead and make sure you get another copy of that memo. It's good. <laughs>